0: Let's drone out. Hello. Today is Thursday, the eleventh of uh, January, two thousand and eighteen, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And I am joined by Andrew Slash Rank. Hello. Andy RC. Hello. Jonathan, I'm really sorry if I don't know your last name.
1: It's Nicholson from CIA, hiya.
0: Hello, <laughs> yep, and he is from the CIA and he's going to be answering questions and teaching us things. And I'm also joined by my wife, uh, <laughs> Tony, who for some reason uh, is unavailable right about now, but he will jump back on. He's the one that goes, Bajor! and all that sort of stuff. He's the, basically Carl Pilkington, and I am Bright Until I Fly. Right, we have joined by in the chat. First person in the chat was Darmore1. Uh, We're nice to see you. Thank you for commenting on my and Andy's video slash video um, that I forced Andy to do last night. Really sorry, Andy. Um, <laughs> Frank, now fishy. Zero's back in. Mr. Thrust. Uh, Mikey Dreads. He's a hero because he's one of the uh, $12 Patreons, new legend. So remind you, there's a Patreon, let's thrown out, uh, Patreon forward slash let's Thrown out. Um, <laughs> and I'd like to thank all the Patreons that are helping sponsor us. We are $6 away from being able to pay the editor for next month. So if you do donate, we won't take any money. You'll just pay at the beginning of next month and all the episodes will be edited and come out on time. So, uh, uh, right, so moving on, Frank's got a few things to start talking yeah, so about at CAA.
2: We are really lucky to have Jonathan here, thanks to Ash put us in touch uh, from Droning on. Um, so I think uh, you two met at the CAA outreach um down towards bristol somewhere i can't remember where it was
1: that's it yeah compton abbas yes i've met him a couple of times actually he's been at a few things we've been at but yes he was he was there yeah
2: Yep. so unfortunately he couldn't make it here tonight because he's he's busy taking apart the bank of england and putting it back together or something so um instead you've got us to deal with um but yeah so i think for because there's like a, a huge number of Acronyms of different bodies of people. We've got BMFA, we've got BAUPOL, we've got OFCOM, we've got DFT, we've got EASA, and then we've got the CAA. Uh, how about starting off with sort of how do the CAA fit into the general, you know, group of uh, people that help manage
1: the air? The acronym alphabets, uh, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many of them there are? So, uh, Civil Aviation Authority, CAA, that's what we are. We're the domestic. Regulator for all civil aviation, if you like, whether that be British Airways, EasyJet, NAPS, the air traffic people, Heathrow Airport, uh, a hang glider, a glider, a paraglider, whatever it is. If it's UK stuff, we look after it. So um, I go back sort of a, a good few years now when we first made the drone regulations for the UK. There weren't any for Europe. Um, we put them in place. Um, you talk to the guys in the policy team who are still there, all they thought of was going to be uh, huge drones flown for TV, film, um, you know, the odd archaeological dig, something like that, a bit of survey work. They honestly didn't think there was going to be anything else like this, certainly not FPV racing or anything like that. So um, put the first regulations in place. Since then, um, those have developed. And I guess we're sort of like... The safety regulator if you like so helping to set the rules um, we don't really enforce um, we do a little bit of work about approving commercial operators um, and my job one of my jobs is to to try and run some of the education stuff for, for consumer users the people buying them from maplin who if you like are buying the equivalent of a radio control car um, but they're launching it into the air and don't perhaps realize it. <laughs> comes with a few other things that you know they need to think about that a radio control car doesn't. So that's what I've been doing for a couple of years now,
2: and it, it does seem to have gone quite well. I mean, it, it wasn't that many months slash years ago that there was you know a, a story every week of Mapland's people kind of flying in the middle of the city, and and now with the drone safe stuff, that seems to have done a pretty good job of kind of letting people know that actually. You might want to check a few things first. So
1: Yeah, it's made a start. I, think- I wouldn't say we're 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 completely there yet. I mean, I, I equate it to stuff like drink driving. So yeah, if you go back to the nineteen fifties, there was huge amounts of drink driving. Um, and gradually that has moved to a place where it's socially unacceptable and people don 't do um, we we've started that similar journey if you like it's a behavioral change thing, so yes we're making an impact when we survey people more people are aware of the drone code, more people who are now aware of what they shouldn't do and I keep saying to people this is all about common sense basically it's not rocket science um, you know we're not out to spoil people 's fun. we basically want drones to have the future that they should have but if people start if people do stupid things with drones that's when they get bad publicity that's when MPs and ministers and others start to get involved and that's when people you know stop things happening that should otherwise happen so you know it's really important that people use their common sense and and don't give drones a bad name because they don't deserve it. But yeah, <laughs> people do keep doing stupid things. We are seeing are still getting an increase in um, the numbers of pilots of other things in the air, reporting drones, getting too close to them. Now, undoubtedly some of that is pilots reporting things that they always have reported that they didn't know what they were and saying it was a drone, but we also know and we see evidence of people absolutely doing stupid things with drones near aircraft. And, you know, all right, it may not be an, an, an airbus that has an incident with a drone, but helicopters and light aircraft, if you're, you know, I've spoken to driver to pilots and hang gliders and they haven't got anything around them, you know, um, to protect them. And, uh, um, you know, even the smallest drone in the face of a hang glider pilot is not going to be nice. Um, <laughs> Um, now yeah. drones have the equivalent rights to share that airspace as any of those other people, but it is about sharing it and doing it responsibly. Um, and you know, you, you, mentioned the, the share the air event we went to that Ash was at, and that was as much about getting hold of the private pilots and saying to them, these drone guys, you know, equal rights to be in the airspace with you, but you know, it's got to be sensibly done if you like
2: yeah so um how have you been sort of you know apart from the the outreach events um have you been sort of working out how how it should all work so i think there was um at least been a a few sit downs with um some people from the bmfa um i think from the fpv uk as well um so sort of how how does that all work through then
1: so we try and keep in touch with, with everybody that, that's involved because obviously there's a lot of commercial guys out there as well whose livelihoods revolve around drones, um, so we try and keep in touch with all the people involved. Um, ultimately, um, the UK, from us from the UK perspective, a lot of what happens is driven either by the government, or what will be driven by European regulations from from the European Aviation Safety Agency, and we can talk about that in a minute if you want. But ultimately, it's about keeping those people in touch with what those other groups are doing, what the government's doing as far as changes to regulation, and then what Europe's doing as far as changes to regulation. What we do will be driven by what they do. So, you know, there's not so much about us changing the laws, about those people changing the laws, and then us helping everybody out there to
2: understand what's going on yeah and and you yourself you've been uh, focusing a lot more on the on the education side um is there anything uh that like our listeners and other people that are interested in keeping the the drone hobbying kind of available um is there anything you'd suggest that we can do to help i mean do, do you run or do you need like people to go out to schools or anything and and Teach us well, we,
1: we need generally advocates everywhere. So, you know, the biggest thing. So when we first started um, looking at, at some of the YouTube clips that people were putting on that were absolutely, you know, stupid. Um, and, and, you know, people flying. Um, when I say stupid, I mean things like flying a drone up to 3000 feet in the southeast of England. Um, <laughs> It's that that to me, as somebody who is involved in aviation and also wants to promote drones, is absolutely stupid. Um, They can't see what else is going on around them. Yeah, you're looking purely, you're purely flying that drone then by what your camera's showing you. Um, And you've no idea if a medivac helicopter is coming up behind your drone, especially when I've seen video of people flying them over fog. So, you know, absolutely crazy so what we need is is advocates throughout the community so when we first started replying to videos like that we got a huge stream in the youtube things about f off CAA," you know leave us alone um which yeah okay fine but now we see other drone users coming into people's youtube Um, uh, feeds and, and actually saying you know you are threatening our hobby you are threatening my livelihood and people pay more attention to peer pressure and peer communication than they do from say the regulator standing there and going you shall not do this you know so the more we can get that peer group to police itself and its own hobby and its own profession. And absolutely, yes, as well as that, it's about getting out and helping to educate things like local authorities, things like landowners, national trusts, kids, uh, everything like that, that people can show that these things have an amazing future, both for fun, as a hobby, but also as helping people. What we don't want to do is get to a situation where You know, NHS and other people are already looking at the potential of moving human organs from hospital to hospital by drone. Um, It would be amazingly quicker, more efficient, help loads of people. We don't want that scuppered by people using drones stupidly uh, and then convincing people who don't understand that they think that is what drones are all about and they write to their MP and go, you know, drones must all be banned because of a few stupid people that then stop something really good happening
2: yeah um so i guess that's another good thing to look at is sort of in in the long term you want to be um getting sort of autonomous uh you know these beyond visual line of sight drones like whether that's uh you know hospital deliveries um or whether it's other sorts of deliveries or something else entirely you know um that's network rail doing surveys i'm sure they'd rather have you know something doing that autonomously than having an actual full-size manned aircraft having to pay for the fuel for that um so in the long term are are we i I think a lot of people are slightly worried that there's going to be a lot of airspace taken up by that and there's not going to be a lot left for us um is there any sort of idea of how everyone's going to be integrated in, into that?
1: There, there are many ideas about that. <laughs> None of them actually uh, have a, a real stranglehold yet to say that that will happen. You say long-term, I don't think it's long-term. I, I think it will happen much quicker than that, so uh, i don't think we're a million miles away seeing micro drones flying around cities, monitoring traffic um you know yeah, large delivery drones might be a little bit further away the The big things for us are making sure that the 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 drones operating beyond visual line of sight can separate themselves from other airspace users so uh, absolutely yes everybody has an equal right to the airspace but realistically if it's if it's a small drone and a fast military jet doing 200 miles an hour you know the the jet pilot's not going to stand much chance of seeing a drone at the speed he's going so We need to get to the situation where the technology advances beyond, say, a DGI that can stop itself flying into a tree, to getting to the point where uh, a delivery drone or whatever drone that's flying autonomously can sense and avoid an REF typhoon. Jet flying through a valley in Wales, uh, a parachutist coming down, which is only going one way and has got he or she has got absolutely no control. Uh, they they can't move out of the way. They are coming down, and that is it. So, you know, when when a drone can do those things, and they're not far off doing those things, that's when we'll start to see more beyond line of beyond visual line of sight. Uh, I mean, at the moment, there's people out there trialing it and doing things with their permission to do tests. Um, So it does happen, but for it to happen on a national scale where there's thousands of these things operating autonomously, that's one of the big things that needs to happen. The other big thing that needs to happen is is literally um, working out some kind of air traffic system for them, as well Um, and that won't be like we see at the moment where you have one controller sitting at a radar screen physically talking to pilots it obviously won't won't happen like that it will be again an automatic network but that's something else that needs to happen there's lots of very clever people working on these things it's just there's no solution there's no ultimate solution yet
2: yeah i mean there's there's the guys uh up in cambridge with amazon working on on something out there yeah. Um we've also got the site out in Wales where a lot of this is, is sort of stuff is going on, I think. Um do you think uh, I mean there was there was talk, I mean we'll get on to the prospective drone bill in a minute, I'm sure, but um it, it, I think as part of the announcements around that there was mention of setting up other sites around the country um that that would be for, for testing these sorts of things in different situations. Um I mean I think everyone in the hobby community, it, there is perked up at that because there was a the sort of thing of like, oh, if, there's, if there's a site that's permanently set aside for that, might we get an eye in on the weekends? Um, well,
1: that would, be, that would be between you guys and the people that were running the site, really. Um, I mean, yeah, there's Park Aberporth. And uh, the military have have one as well. They're probably less likely to let you in. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, it's between you and the landowners, really, and the people that run the site. The one thing I would say is they're going to be kept to a minimum. Um, airspace in this country is like the it's it's worth a fortune if you monetized it because the demand on it is huge. Um, we're a very small country with a very big aviation industry. Um, you know, there's more and more airline flying. There's more and more commercial flights which want airspace. When we were at the Share the Air event, one of the things I said to all the private pilots is actually they and you have a lot in common because you want airspace for fun, for hobby, etc., as they do. Um, and together, you're a much more powerful voice uh, than than separate um, against all the other people that want airspace. So I don't think we're ever going to see huge bits of airspace just segregated for drone use. Um, you know, the park Avapore thing is pretty small, um, purely because there's so much other demand. Everything from that RAF typhoon, to the Qantas flight, to the private pilot, to the hang glider, there's a huge demand for our airspace
2: yeah definitely um so if we do have a a sort of mention of the prospective drone bill um before going immediately to there um sort of looking at what's happened in other countries um around europe um i mean a a lot of them are going for the the 250 gram limit i mean that's happened in uh uh, america and, and russia as well i think um and it sounds like that's something that's going to come into the, the UK. Um, you mean for registration? For for registration, yes. So, I mean, yeah. registration yeah. Uh, might, uh, it sounds like it might become a thing. Um, I, and then there's the question of how model flyers are going to, you know, maybe get grandfathered in around that. Um, there's all sorts of questions about how that's going to work. Um, is, is that something that the it's the caa is the group that's sorting that out or is that uh sort of something that the caa is sort of just a a voice in in a in a bigger picture
1: a bit of both. Um, so we won't have the ultimate say for the UK. That will be the government. That will be the Department for Transport. They're the people that announced there would be uh, registration and the drone bill and other, other elements. That didn't come from us. That came from them. But they have asked us for our views. So uh, we will you know, give them advice and views on what we think. Certainly on registration, um, I, we think it would be of use if it's tied to electronic identification. So if you said to me, here's an Excel spreadsheet with just a load of names and serial numbers on, that's not much use to me. Um, You know, if if we're talking about um, being able to help that as an enforcement thing or a police thing, then, you know, you really need to have something where a, a policeman can hold up his iPhone or is Samsung or whatever, and say, ah, oh, that drone that's flying a mile off the end of Heathrow's runway at five hundred feet is owned by, you know,
2: Joe Blogs you know, down the road. Absolutely,
1: yeah, oh. yeah. Um, if 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 it's the case of, you know, um, so I mean, we, we've m- a drone involved in an aviation incident has never been recovered. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, having a serial number and tying it to a name doesn't help necessarily with that kind of that kind of issue. There's other things why the government might want registration. But for us, that's the that's the key thing, if you like. Um, yeah. Now, what I would say about model flyers and uh, FPV guys, etc. So every time we mention it to government, to EASA, they are absolutely aware Um, and anxious to avoid, you know, any knock-on effects that would affect those guys. So um, they're they're very, very aware. BMFA, the British Model Flying Association, have been with the ARSA as part of the working group looking at the European regs. So those bodies are absolutely aware that you guys exist. And from all the stuff they say to us they don't want to stop you doing anything that you already do are you sure they know about us because we (laughs) didn't get a christmas well they may not know about you individually but um they absolutely you know when we say to them what about fpv so our policy guy was over he asked a couple of weeks ago because they're they're finishing off what will be the european regs and you know uh, he told me they had at least an hour and a half two hour discussion about racing So you're on the agenda
0: good to hear. Um, that Matt Heathrow drone might have been Tony. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so um, yeah, evidence, just to, let me know. Right? So.
3: Just to be clear while we just to be clear while we're here so the CAA does recognise FPV and race quadcopters as a separate thing to what has been classed as drones as in when we say drones, we're talking about people that can go into Maplin and pick up a phantom and and just fly it so so we're saying that the caa does recognize that they are sort of two separate things kind of thing
1: well there's many separate things i would say you know so when we say drone because most of the people we speak to are joe public the media whatever and you know if i start talking about fpv to a journalist they'll go what so you, so you know, are
0: triggering a few people in the chat. <laughs> M-
1: it's a quad, not a drone. Yeah, it
0: but might be a tricopter. Yeah, again,
1: you know, if, if I'm talking to um you know somebody who's buying whatever you want to call it for Maplin, they know <laughs> it's a drone. You know, they they if, if I said to somebody walking out of Maplin who's just bought a, a bebop or whatever. Uh, have you bought a quadcopter? What's FPV? They'll look at me pretty blankly, yeah. 99% of them, and go, well, I came in to buy a drone. Um, and that is my prime audience that I talk to. But from what we do as an organisation, you know, as I say, we, you know, we're involved with cities that want, you know, micro drones flying around, monitoring things, to... People who are looking at the equivalent of a, a, a of a military drone to to move cargo around that ultimately, at the moment, is flown by large airliners. You mm. know, if if you look at East Midlands Airport, Atlanta Airport, every night there hundreds and hundreds of movements by airliners that have no passengers in them. Um, potentially, those could be drones or whatever you want to call them. Mm.
2: Yeah, and I mean. Is there any? Uh, in you know, I mean, uh, quite a few people in the chat are kind of pointing out, trying to separate out. Um, uh, there's the model aircraft flyers, um, and then there's the kind of the FPV races, and and they're they're not seen by either of those groups as being the same people. Um, but still, uh, you know, with the model aircraft and the, the, the quadcopters are going to be very similar from, um, you know, the view of the view of general aviation. Um, so, uh, I can't remember where I was going with this. I've lost my time.
3: <laughs> I think I think as well, if you think about model RC flying in general, it's been around for 50 years.
2: That's where I was going.
3: <laughs> and, and, and it's it's not really needed to change. If you want, uh, I mean, I've been flying for 27 years and I joined a club because that was the only way that you could get into it back then. Because otherwise, you know, you couldn't fly you couldn't get these ready to fly things with gps you mm. you crashed right away yeah. so so there's been there's, there's been um things in place through the bmfa for years and years for model flying
0: years and years not years and years sorry he's northern <laughs> <laughs> sorry it's okay.
3: that's okay um, so so i i think um there's a lot of people upset that because they've been following those rules uh, the bmfa have their a and their B test, they have examiners. Um, and the, the reason that they put those in place is because there was no sort of official thing in place, but they've kind of become a standard for clubs. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people are um, agitated that just because someone can now walk in and buy a Phantom, that they've been flying for 27 years and now
1: got to... But, pretend- but what, what, what can't they do now that they could do 27 years ago? No, no, uh, no. What, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is, if, if any sort of
3: like legis- legislation has to change, or they have to maybe take a test where they've already taken a test through the BMFA and stuff like that. So um... yeah,
1: but certainly, I think when we speak to government, when we speak to EASA, they're well aware of what the difference is and what those guys right. can already do. Okay. You know, in, in aviation, there, there are lots of things that. You you have a law, you have a regulation, and then you have exemptions. There are lots of people who are exempted from things because they either have another qualification or because their whole area of aviation is exempted. You know, it's... For us, as, as different lots of drones are no different to the way we deal with lots of different types of general aviation private flying. You know, so yeah. when I say general aviation private flying, that stretches from uh, a paraglider where a guy has strapped a lawnmower engine to his back <laughs> and has a paraglider wing, up to a Gulfstream and a Learjet executive jet. and and everything in between, you know, we may say general aviation, private flying, but as an organisation we're used to dealing with all those sectors, you know, we have about 50 odd general aviation associations that we deal with to cover every single little bit, there's the Historic Aircraft Association, there's the Light Aircraft you know, it goes on and on and on so different bits of drones are are nothing unusual for us
3: So if if some new legislation came in that OK, you're going to have to take a test or you're going to have to have a license to, uh, say, fly a DJI Phantom. Would that possibly exempt, be exempt for all the people that for years and years have gone down the BMFA route and have taken the tests?
1: That, I think that's where we were sort of going. So right. it, it, it could be. We don't know yet. Okay. And, and, and absolutely, that test, it could be sitting in front of a computer watching a two minute video and answering five questions. Sure. Yeah. It, I mean, nobody said this test is going to be something you have to spend hundreds of pounds on in a whole day.
4: Yeah. You know,
1: it, it's literally the government has said, you know, they would look at compulsory education. And and if you if you look at actually what, you know, so... There has to be a cut somewhere of of what's included and what isn't. And, you know, absolutely, surely we could all sign up to the fact that we want the person that is buying a drone as a toy for Maplin to realise that flying 600 feet off the end of Heathrow runway is a stupid idea. And, you know, because at the moment there are people buying things from... Shops from online or whatever, we just don't understand that they don't get it. So, you know, we do need to get to those people and tell them those things.
3: Yeah, I see. I think I think people hear the word test and instantly relate to a driving test or something like you know, that's something that you can pass or fail. Yeah, and I, I think that that probably got blown out of proportion
1: for sure. Yeah. I mean, also, you think about what's realistic. So, if you're talking about suddenly. I don't know, 100,000 people that have to do this test and 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 register. If if it was, you had to go and stand in a field for a morning and, and <laughs> be with somebody and, and actually they sign you off. I mean, that may not be realistic anyway. Well, you'd have to pay someone. And I think that's what people are worried about, that you'd have to pay someone
3: to do that. Therefore, you'd have to pay to do the test. And yeah, these are all things that, that we think
1: about quite often. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. understandable, but I, I wouldn't, in my list of things to worry about, if I was you guys, that, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be at the top of my list. What mm-hmm. should we be
0: you worrying on? about then?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. So you- if, I, if, I, if, I, if I, I wouldn't, So, you know, absolutely, we, EASA, others are looking to make your lives as easy as possible so you can carry on and do what you want to do. If I was you guys, I'd be more worried about access to land, landowners, neighbours. That kind of stuff, you know. We see so many local authorities banning drones in parks. So many landowners that don't understand. So, you know, if you're talking about flying outside, I know you guys can operate indoors as well. But, you know, if you're talking about going outside, those are some of the things I'd be looking to to get out there and educate people about, and and try and show to them that it's not an issue. You know, I think I think we're at the stage with local authorities when I was a kid and I wanted. A skateboard, it was absolutely you could not go into a park or a local area and skateboard because you were going to knock over some granny and <laughs> it was all a disaster. <laughs> and now we have skateboards, skateboard parks in parks. You know, it, it's about having that journey and that conversation. You know, why can't we have FPV racing circuits in parks? Um, you know, that's the kind of things I think if I was in that arena I'd be pushing for and working for, because, you know, the rules may not change. If you do need to sit a test, it might take you five minutes online, but if you've got nowhere to fly, it's all pointless. Um, I don't
3: know if you've seen as well, um, but DJI recently introduced a test on their app. And yeah. if, you, if you skip it five times, it won't let you fly. D- um, did the
1: CAA have any involvement with that or is that just something? That no, they, that was ask? something they did off their own back. I think, you know, they, they obviously have things, as, as do the shops and the retailers, as, as, as being responsible, yeah. um, you know, if I was them. You know, it, I'd get really annoyed if I was DJI because every time there's an incident with a drone, the media show a clip of a Phantom. Yeah. Um, you know, regardless of <laughs> Gr- who it is, what it is, or whatever. No such
0: thing as bad publicity. I don't know. What I'm talking
1: <laughs> about. But you know, I know they get annoyed by that kind of thing, and being the market leader for that bought from a shop, I don't know what I'm buying, Consumer drone, if you like, then, you know, they, they need to, to protect themselves as do the retailers.
0: It, 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 do you know what I find really scary is, like, um, the amount of people that buy them and then give, give them to kids. Like, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I saw, like, last year, I don't know, Frank, uh, can you hover your finger over the mute button in case right. I go into dangerous territory? Um, <laughs> Yeah, I like last year. There was like this fun thing to do. Well, I say fun. All right, I'm, we're, we're slightly sick, but um, flyaways. You know, people getting the new drones at Christmas yeah, and they yeah, have the yeah, fly yeah. away and they don't yeah. know what they're doing. So uh, you know, like you type in hashtag lost drone on uh, on on Twitter, and there was some someone who posted like their screaming ten year old and they bought them a Phantom, like they spent a grand on a drone, lost it in the first ten minutes. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Plus, I wonder if they'll adopt me. <laughs> and I'm like, wow! Like, I definitely don't get a thousand pounds spent on me for Christmas.
1: Yeah, but then that's that's where yeah, that's my job to try and get out to those people. And you know, we did a lot of stuff over Christmas with retailers trying. Well, oh the leaflets. Yeah, trying did to get give them... us enough. <laughs> really
0: didn't. You need like a
1: fat stack. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We have got a lot, don't worry. But I mean, you know, like DJI are now putting them in the boxes in China. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Maplin and Mankind and Carphone Warehouse have, have actually signed up to make sure nobody leaves their shop without one. So it's all things like that. You know, yes, you're absolutely right. If you're gifting, we did a, a kind of thing like, you know, uh, some research before Christmas about how many grandparents were thinking about buying one and it's millions for to to pass on, you know, so yeah, that is a big target audience for us because they're the people that don't understand. Um, and quite rightly, you know, they, they've never been involved in aviation. Their only involvement in aviation might be going on holiday every year, <laughs> you know, and, and they don't understand that, you know, their drone can fly way higher than that Medivac helicopter that's coming through. Uh, and, and it's not just collisions either, that's the thing as well. You know, it's, it's knock-on effects. So, you know, if you talk to people like the Medivac helicopter pilots, they are some of the top-notch guys in the world at skills. You know, the equivalent of your FPV world champion, they are that for the helicopter world. But if you put them... In a situation at night, they're desperately trying to get to somebody who needs, like, life-saving medical attention. It's at night. It's foggy or it's bad visibility. They're looking through their night vision goggles. You know, a, a, a drone nearby them is the distraction that they don't want that could... Trigger something else, even if it's not that close. You know, it mm. it, it, it puts them off. It disturbs of them. You know, so yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, and also casualty. Casualty didn't do us any favours. No.
1: But the, <laughs> but then but then the casualty scriptwriter would never have written that if they didn't have examples to put in their mind of things that you know, might happen or had happened or they'd seen happen.
0: It was a plastic bag. It wasn't a drone. <laughs> <laughs> you know that.
1: Well, we're always really clear. So if you look to what we say, we say unconfirmed reports, you know, etc., etc., etc. And until we have evidence that a drone was involved in an incident, we will never say that it was a drone.
0: Uh, can I read a funny, co- <laughs> Frank, did you see that comment in the chat? Which one? I hope you're not talking about the one from Dynamite Girl. Yeah, it was. That made me. Damn yeah, it, I done. so want to say that out loud. <laughs> um, <laughs> Has Jonathan so... got access to the chat? <laughs> Do you want access to the chat? <laughs> no, up. probably not, he, by the way. It's not that bad. It wasn't offensive that much. <laughs> not to you, I, anyway.
3: I've got, I've got a question, Jonathan, just a personal one. Do you fly yourself? What? It's a good question.
1: <laughs> anything. My, anything anything, anything aviation, so, uh, aviation I've 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 done air traffic control um I have flown light aircraft but not very much because I get airsick, um, oh. and, uh, <laughs> uh, bizarrely. Um, I do have a couple of drones. I've got a couple of micro drones. Um, uh, like you, I'd love somebody to fund me 800 pounds for a nice drone, mm. but um, with a nine-year-old, a house, a mortgage, etc., that doesn't happen, I'm afraid. But I, I have been out um, with guys. So when I first started on this work, I went out with a school and spent a day flying Phantoms and Inspires. I was out with Unique just before uh, Christmas as well at their new place near Romford. Um, mm. out with the guys there were really helpful, really good, and we went flying then as well. So, so I, one of the first things I did when I started on this was to make sure I had actually flown a drone. Um, and, and, and yes, I have, but my micro drone doesn't have GPS, so it hits the fence more than anything else, I'm afraid. <laughs> See, guys, we need to get some goggles on him, get him into FPV. Yeah, we, yeah. So, yeah, so we've, we've done FPV. So, we went to the Farnborough Air Show and um, the FPV guys were there. And I we think went I met to. There,
2: actually, yeah, I, was, I
1: think you. I
2: think, I was yeah. on the BFPVRA. stand
1: there. And we went to Ali Pali as well to right, uh, the drone okay. Racing League. So, um, the guys that were organizing that, we went behind the scenes the day before and to the actual event as well. So, seen it in action. Yeah. And of course, the drone show as well, where they have the FPV racing as well, where we've been.
2: Yeah. Um, so just a, a thought that I saw in the chat um, about uh, people having sort of flown model aircraft for for thirty years odd, um, and I think what you were getting at earlier about um, you know sort of having us regulating ourselves and the um, the the, the uh, with the DJI leaflets and all this sort of thing and the the test that Andy was talking about on uh, the DJI app, um, it, it all sounds like it's kind of trying. To catch up um, with sort of historically like the model aircraft has just been sort of difficult to fly and you've needed to join a club just to have somewhere to fly and have someone to teach you. Um, and now these drones are so easy to fly. You know, we, we can you can you can just buy it from a shop and so give it to a 10 year old. Yeah. and give it to a 10 year old and so it's it's not and it doesn't crash into the ground in two seconds yeah. it flies off and carries on flying so i i guess kind of what we're trying to do is technologically reinsert that self-regulation um back from from now that it's so easy to fly yeah. Mm. So
1: yeah, I mean, it's so we're about risk. So we only regulate and want to do things where where there is a risk, if you like. If the risk doesn't exist, we don't want to be there because there's nothing for us to do, and we shouldn't be doing anything. If we're a good mm. regulator we shouldn't be getting involved in regulating things where there's no risk. Um, but, you know, at the moment, there is perceived to be a risk, and that's why we're, we're in the space, if you like. If I equate it again to, to, to general aviation, um, where we see responsible bodies that can take on work that we would otherwise do and do it for their community better and cheaper... Then we let them do it. So yeah, there's, there's a body called the British Microlight Aircraft Association, which you know, looks after a huge amount of what goes on with microlights as far as approving the types and looking after the regulating their ongoing upkeep and all that kind of stuff. We completely devolve that to their own organisation. So the precedent is there for those kinds of things to happen. It's, you know, it's not rocket science, but people need to show they can do it and that they're a responsible body, et cetera, you know, and and, and, and then it can happen.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um... It's been uh, mentioned as well. I mean, after talking about the the risk, um, I mean, there has been the the report that was done by Kineticum, uh, supported by Balper and I think the DFT um, about the uh, you know the effect of um, quadcopters on uh, airline windows and uh, on a small rotorcraft and all this sort of thing, and um, about how much damage it would do to those. Um, and then there's been a lot of questions in the chat and other questions on, on Facebook and elsewhere whenever this has come up about is is there been any look into the, like the the probability of this happening? I mean Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we we've looked at probability quite recently. So we weren't involved in the in the research to to right. actually look at the impact on windscreens or whatever. Um, and we've looked at probability as well. And yeah, of course it's it's Pretty low the probability, but I come back to the the point of in reality. What am I most worried about? What I'm most worried about is the things operating at low altitude. You know, uh, if you look at the the tail rotor of a helicopter, it's so fragile. Um, you look at the the parachutist, the paraglider, the microlight pilot. They've got no protection. It, it is. It is. It is them, you know. And it might just be, you know. We we know you. You, you guys know better than me. Uh, you know, stick your finger in in the whirring blades of one of your oh, yeah. FPVs. What happens, you know? So imagine <laughs> that being a parachutist's face. Um, are there are there a lot of incidents of, like.
3: Big birds flying into those open copters and the the smaller helicopters yes. and stuff. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's probably where the where it's it's coming from, I guess, because I mean there's nothing you can do about birds, obviously.
1: But we well can, there is, something but yeah. So, so certainly certainly around Shoot airfields they do bird <laughs> <laughs> management.
0: Sorry, <Yes>. Tony.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they do do bird management around airfields to so look no! after it, you know. So but yeah that's that, so, yeah. If you look at traditional aviation, that's what they equate it to. They equate it yeah. to a bird strike, if you like. And, and, and large airliners are certificated, they're, they're made, and the engines are. To, to actually withstand a bird strike. So, you know, absolutely an A320 going into Heathrow, if it ingests a couple of seagulls in one engine, it can fly, fly perfectly well on the other engine to be able to come back and land. But if you did that with a helicopter or a light aircraft, they're not made or... Yeah or, or, or designed to, to withstand that. And, you know, and they, they look at it in, in the same kind of way, you know. So, you know, a, a bird flying into, into a tail rotor of a helicopter or into a light aircraft pilot's face or something like that, it's absolutely going to be catastrophic. And mm-hmm. that's the way they look at it from, you know, and they're the people operating at the, at, at the low levels as well, you know. So sure. the, the Medivac helicopter around London quite often goes below me in my office, and <laughs> um, you know that that's that's where the the drones are going to be you know maybe mm-hmm. not in central london but anywhere yeah.
0: have you tried working underground <laughs> <laughs> a, no i've got two things um i've got some questions for uh andy and andy or frank and andy hello um do you guys what you, What you guys because like you guys have been in the hobby your steep learning curve do you miss it do you miss? I, you can't really ask Andy RC this because he reviews tat. But um... <laughs> Frank, do you do you uh, do you miss like the steep learning curve or drones, or do you prefer I, like? I haven't, I haven't got past that. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I'm still on it.
0: I've I, seen me fly. Yeah, I kind of miss it because like it gave me something to do, but. Uh, I don't know. Like, what do you mean by
3: steep learning curve, Jack? Because you I know, always find that there's a new technology that comes out that I have to learn, and yeah. uh, mm. I th- I always find like I'm climbing it. You know, I mean, no, but difficult. you know, it keeps
0: the newbies out. You know, that sort of, you know.
3: um I think I think the biggest challenge is uh, is programming the flight controllers. um From what I see in the comments on my reviews. Um, a lot of people would just like a copter that they could just buy in one piece, not have to plug into a computer to, mm. get, it, to get it working. And I think probably uh, that's, that's probably the biggest um, hurdle for a lot of people is that getting, getting around the programming side of it.
0: Yeah, but do you, do you miss that that buffer of like – because I often wonder about Tony getting into this hobby because like if I was the BMFA, I would have been like, you know, you got the A test, you got the B test i'd especially design the c test called the confident test and be like you do realize he can't walk upright don't give him a drone <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm hoping he'll come on
3: after that joke that's what you're trying you're trying to get into. to come baiting, baiting
0: him come on tone baiting him. yeah um, so uh, also i've got a bit of a comment for you jonathan i really like the uh under illuminated glass vases in the back room there so quite nice. <laughs>
1: that's my um, um, that's my greenhouse
0: ah, uh bruce if you're listening to this uh <laughs> bruce simpson no um carry on frank i'm, I'm out of questions <laughs> um i was going to say about um with your
2: uh sort of role with the the educating all the various people involved um if have you had to uh, or are you involved at all in kind of Letting the police know what the rules are, because I mean, I know that's been a question of quite a few people. Um, if, like, does do the police actually know what the rules are for drones?
1: Well, they should do. Uh, I mean, they're the enforcing agency in the UK, so they're the people that have the responsibility to enforce drone law, like they do any law. It doesn't matter what the law is. That that's that's their job. But yeah, I mean, in reality you know, they've got a lot of very important crimes to work on and, and protect people about, and, you know, it's just another thing that, that's been given to them to do. So there will always be that, you know, and, and it's relatively new to them too as well. So if you talk about the average policeman out on the beat and someone stops him in a park or whatever, you know, of all the things he's got to take in and learn, it's it's just another thing that adds to it, and it is relatively new for them as well.
2: But do you have to like um, you know liaise with the, the various police authorities and sort of let them know like this is what you know it is so that, you know do they ask you I mean who who does
1: who so, how so do they uh, learn Yeah, so uh, I, I mean there are focal points that we would speak to for the for the police. Um, it varies from police force to police force what their interest is and how involved they are. Obviously you know, they are a big user, a big commercial user of drones themselves. So, you know, a lot of them have drone units now that, you know, that I think they pull on to help with sort of like enforcing education within the within the rest of the police force as well. But yes, we do we do try to 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 bring them into the fold and you know let them know what's going on. Do you send out more leaflets? <laughs> I do. <laughs>
0: Good. All that will teach them. No, but I do I do worry that, um, you know, like some dog walker will just, um, you know, call it in and they'll, they'll, the police will come over and they'll kind of have like the back in the day sus law and, you know, be like, well, you've got, you've got equipment that could be used against terrorism and then just immediately take them <laughs> off you um, just to kind of like deal with the situation whilst, they kind of like review it or like look over your stuff. And what do you do? Do you ask for a seat? It disrupts <laughs> your day. Will you get your stuff back? You know, like how far can they go? Uh, you well, know, I, I and...
1: guess that's, that's for the police to answer. That's well, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't know what, what their rights are. Um, I mean, they're just enforcing the law like anyone else, but you know, yeah it's, it's really something that um that oh, they gosh. need to educate themselves about so they they actually you know do it properly so
2: mm. so uh i guess another question that jacks just posted from one of our listeners um how do you get uh, your you know information um in order to make decisions about about the risk i mean there there was the report that uh, you know that was by a different group of bodies um uh, how when you 're assessing the risk, where does the information come from because we don 't know what what risk is you can't ask us
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so well i mean we, we it's one of the things as well with a relatively new industry as well is you don't have that historical data to judge from if you like um and obviously we've not had in the uk a a, a collision with a drone and a, and a and a light aircraft or any aircraft we've had collisions with radio controlled aircraft another aircraft um a manned aircraft but but not a drone um so we look at things like um the the near miss reports that pile. It's file, we look at what research is around in the world, um, and then as we sort of like you know um, learn more, you can adjust that risk. But uh, say ultimately, also remember as well that it's not the CIA that's deciding what legislation is or what happens, that's coming from the government and from the european aviation safety agency we can influence them but ultimately it's it's those bodies that decide rather than than us
2: so so it's it's the 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 politicians who make the laws and it's the police who who enforce them so so don't get angry at you
1: (laughs) (laughs) but so you know we will do what we can to educate people you know our whole ethos is around evidence and risk you know um but also there's an element on there of you have to educate and you have to protect, um, and ultimately we need to protect those that, that need protecting, whether that be a passenger on an airliner or an air ambulance helicopter pilot. You know, they, they, they need protecting. Mm.
0: All right. Yeah. Um, Frank, have you got something?
2: I was—I was just going to say um, uh, another question about um, so you sort of liaise with the the police um, and hobbyists and general aviation and or everyone else. Um, with the media, do you have like? Do they ask you questions
1: all the time? Do they, yeah,
2: do, do they? Do they actually listen? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, uh, I mean, the media have an obsession with drones, and they have for years. It is their one of their bet noirs of the moment, if you like, which is great from the fact of getting the idea out there and getting more people used to drones and getting people aware of what drones can do because the media have the appetite to be out there but the downside is they have the appetite to talk about absolutely anything to do with a drone that's not good if you like yeah, yeah <laughs> they,
3: they always seem to take the negative spin on them the, you never see a positive drone thing oh in the media. i don't know mm-hmm. look at the, look at,
1: did you look at the bbc homepage this morning bbc news uh, no, homepage I this morning I, what did it say? They, they had a big video bit about the Intel drone show in Las Vegas last night. Ah, which
2: our very own Adam Juniper has some lovely photos of, and I'm sure we'll try and drag him on here when he's back in the country.
1: But, but we, uh, we, we do deal with the media a lot. I do a lot of interviews, and we try to be absolutely fact-based and fair. So if you listen to what I say when I talk to the media... I absolutely always put forward the positive side of of the drone world as well.
0: Right. You just trod on a landmine. Ready? Uh, (laughs) Bruce Bruce Simpson, if you're listening to this, please email us at let's drone out at gmail.com. So what do you think then? You know, the whole truthfulness and, you know, facts and that. What do you think about the testing that turned out to be a lie of a drone hitting the windshield of a um, uh, Airline, uh, airliner yeah.
1: yeah but, uh, is it a lie? Why? Why? So, a, a, we weren't involved in the v c Andrew,
3: and, okay.
1: and, and, and I haven't seen the full research myself so i'm not I, really I in position to comment.
3: i feel really bad for jonathan because it's like it's like it feels like we're ganging up we? <laughs> that's right. that's Good. this
1: fair. is what happens welcome to let's out jonathan, I, i've been a press officer for 28 years and you know dealing with the national media so you guys fine don't worry that, that's you not our intention scared of us.
3: <laughs> what, what we want to do is, is is have like a dialogue between us and that that's you know yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. these are the kind of questions the Negative questions that we think about all the time.
1: So it's yeah. not. It's not that we're ganging up. No, 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 no. But I still keep coming back to you know. Even if we say that the chances of causing a serious incident with an airliner are small, you know, then i keep coming back to that's not my real if you if you stop me and say what's your real issue my real issue is the other aviation users if you like that don't have that protection of a huge airframe and an engine that's built to, to to take bird strikes and ingest bird strikes and shut down safely you know most light aircraft have one engine You know, uh, most private pilots, you know, uh, microlight. Most microlight pilots don't have an airframe around them. They might just be flying out there with a helmet, uh, an air ambulance helicopter with its tail rotor on the back that might be hovering, dead still, twenty foot above the ground. And then one of these comes along, (laughs) like (laughs) this yeah 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 so you know don't don't get drawn into just thinking about airliners and the fact that one of those phantoms isn't going to bring down an airliner that that is not one of my prime safety concerns it's all the airspace users out there that don't have that protection
0: the the the, the reason why we haven't hit anyone is uh, we're not trying hard enough (laughs) You know, put more effort in of like, you know, please don't ever quote me on
3: that. that that'll be on the news tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. user jokes that he's not trying hard enough to bring airliners down.
0: Yeah. Well, we don't. Oh, we?
3: Russell Brand look alike and sound alike.
0: Uh, not Russell Brand.
3: Russell but- Brand tries to. i changed
0: my name to russell i really want to pick up on something you
2: said (laughs) earlier though um that you know if you were really worried you know it wouldn't be your top of priorities to worry about the new prospective drone bill and any drone registration and drone regulation that might be coming in but that you'd be more worried about having somewhere to fly um I, i think with with dom in the chat um a bit i saw earlier um with, you know, arguing with Hidden Valley, uh, trying to get that going again. Uh, I think we can all relate to that. Um, but, yeah, it would be good to keep in touch with you.
1: And um... Absolutely. So, so look out for the European regs. So European regulations will probably come out in the next few months in their final form um, and probably two to three years implementation. Um, before they become law, if you like. And it's up to the UK government how much of that they take as well. Um, and, And then you've got to look for the drone bill, Sort of probably in a few months' time as the, the first sort of draft cut of that. Uh, and then they're the things you can sort of get your teeth around and work out exactly what's happening. But, you know, I say what I said earlier when we speak to these people, they are well aware of the hobby users. And as we see it, they have every intention not to stop you doing anything that you're doing now.
2: Yeah. And there's just another question that's just popped up. Um, with the, do you know, with the registration, if that does happen? Who's going to be running that? Is that going to be the CAA, or is that going to be some other group body? What's going to happen with that? Yeah, to be
1: decided. It will be decided by the government, by the Department for Transport, as to exactly what form it takes, whether it be drones that are registered or individuals that are registered, how it works, who does it. Those are all things that the government needs to decide.
0: Hang on. Right, so what I've done is I emailed – no, I text Simon Dale – if you're familiar with that,
1: I know Simon. He's provided me with eighty drone kits that we've given to local schools.
0: And what I'm going to do is because I'm not the best at reading stuff. I am just going to paste it for me to read. I bet. Yeah. Have you got your phone there? And is it on silent?
2: <laughs> it is here, and it is on silent. Um, um, while I'm while I'm finding this, uh, there's a huge number of questions all popped up. What about Brexit? Hashtag Brexit. Um,
1: don't forget about zero. Yeah. Um, so Brexit, um, government hasn't yeah. decided yet whether we will keep the EASA system when we when we leave. It is possible there are other countries that do um, EASA, Norway, Switzerland, that aren't part of the EU. Um, but that's to be decided. And again, it's it's something the government will decide mm. as part of all of its kind of negotiations.
0: Yeah, I think the. Uh... He also can stick them somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, sounds very sorry. Um, so the the message I've got here
2: from so this was from Simon, was it then, Jack? You, yes, Simon Dale. Yeah, the lovely uh, Simon Dale. Thank you for always fighting for FPV. Um, am I allowed to read this out? Have you has he given you permission? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally.
0: I, look, I can hang on. Look, uh, okay. I, I, I asked. asked you I asked. Hang on. <laughs> I, okay so this, what, hold on let me read it uh, i was just gonna say uh, no he, look i text him hey simon we have the caa on at the moment want to join if you're free he texts back just arrived in spain mate and i was like "Ah, oh, no problem mate enjoy any questions slash something to read out also did you see the facebook thing thanks for fighting for fpv by the way so what he said was did
2: you see the caa risk study that came out two days ago Uh, The chance of a drone even being in the proximity of an airliner is two in every million flight movements. The chance of it hitting it are even less. Uh, And then there's the redacted kinetic study, which shows that we were told by Rob Curry on 27th of February 2017 at the CAA, no drone penetrated an airliner windscreen. I am meeting DFT, head of drones, uh, next Friday about this stuff. Uh, I think,
3: um, think Jonathan sort of already covered yeah. that, hasn't he, when it yeah. sort of said yeah. that airliners aren't, aren't what he's worried about. It's the, it's yeah. the, it's the lowest stuff, yeah.
1: Definitely. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of what I said. So, yeah, so, yes, I've seen the proximity paper we published, and that's right. That's, that's what it says. But if you read the next paragraph of that proximity uh, report, it goes on to talk about, Helicopters, light aircraft, lower yeah. airspace users, and and it's also it's not just it, it's distraction to airline pilots as well, you know. So and knock on effects for air traffic controllers. If you if you look at you know a, a drone, the, the 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 Gatwick drone incident last year in the summer that led to lots of air, airliners being diverted, you know that huge increase for air traffic controller workload to suddenly think about. 20 flights, he or she has got to move into different pieces of airspace. And it's that knock-on effect that can cause other incidents, and, and that's what you, you want to avoid. That's I wonder if uh, Jonathan's aware of what TBS did.
3: Aren't they using some, or, or they're trying some kind of avoidance? Oh,
1: no.
2: But this is, um, this is the, I can't what it's called, and I'm sure Jack will find out in a second, it's the, the system that I think is not legal in the UK, but is uh, across Europe, particularly in the Alps for gliders. So one
1: yeah. step up from trying to get hawks oh. and eagles to take drones out of the sky? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's no, it, no. to it, it
0: begins with a D, I know what you're on about. Yeah, it's there the there are many thing. different yeah. systems out there. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: So, so the way, the way the, ultimately, the way this, this whole issue is going to resolve itself is 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 kind of a couple of things really there's going to be the education stuff which has to carry on there's going to be technological stuff on the drones yeah. you know, geo fencing times hundred or whatever that is and then there's going to be ground based systems to to keep drones away from sites of whatever importance for for the people that can knock off all the systems on the drone if you like whether that be a prison or whatever um and and those are the three system, three things that will come together to to, to sort of give you the nirvana if you like tina says tcas
3: like system it's called T-CAS. basically T-CAS. yeah yeah basically what they did is they, they they took an fpv wing and fitted this system and it avoided it was it a glider yeah.
1: it's not TCAS so much it will be ADSB ADSB and out yeah. just to throw even more acronyms at you <laughs> um, so TCAS is what airliners have even light aircraft not, not many light aircraft even have TCAS TCAS is really involved and basically the two aircraft talk to each other individually if they get too close and then instruct their pilots coordinate and instruct their pilots to avoid each other that's what yeah. you get on airliners what you're probably more likely to see is something like adsb which is a much cheaper solution yeah. um and and uh, and gliders have flam they're all very similar systems. Fl- flam i think that might have been what they were yeah using. yeah yeah. I mean, yeah. flam is only in gliders you don't really get that in anything else it so, needs to be all it, it surely it just needs absolutely. to be one system yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but if you talk to, to light aircraft owners there's there's so i say to light aircraft owners another thing you can learn from drones is the fact that for 800 pounds They've got GPS, collision avoidance. Yeah. you know, or to fit all of that into a light aircraft, you're talking tens of thousands of pounds at the moment. Oh. Uh, you know, there's lots of light aircraft that fly around that don't even have a radio or an electrical system. So, <laughs> you know, you're talking about bringing them up to a certain level as well if you're talking about everybody separating by ADSB or FLAM or whatever.
0: Mm. Don't worry, we're, we're trying to bring Tony up, you know, educate him and stuff. It's fine. <laughs> Um but yeah uh so
2: following on from what I said earlier about having somewhere to fly I've got a quick uh message here from Steve of Drone Racing Manchester um so they've uh, uh just reopened yesterday this year and hopefully they'll uh, be able to keep going as long as loads of people keep going and flying there so I'm going to play this but thank you uh for coming on Jonathan and hopefully we can have you back at some point. Um, when, absolutely. When
1: so you know, once we money. have, uh, yeah, once we have some more stuff on the the UK drone bill or registration or the European stuff, then absolutely very happy to come on and talk about that.
2: Brilliant. Thank you very much okay. for coming on. a pleasure. Play us out later. with this.
4: Thank you. Right. Hello, my name's Steve. I'm one of the owners of Drone Racing Manchester, which is based in Atherton. We provide track facilities for drone racing pilots. For the future, we're looking to accommodate the walking market who will be able to walk in off the street and try drone racing for the first time, similar to those that would maybe do go-karting. We're currently charging um, £5 per hour to bring your own drone and fly there. Um, But you can also book sessions for £12 for three hours and also private booking sessions uh, are available as well. You can uh, find out more about us on droneracingmanchester.com and even better you can find us on facebook and get messages to us i'd like to say thanks to let's drone out and particular thanks to velocidrone for their support and the yorkshire drone racing fpv guys and the drinkwater drone racing guys who without their support uh, we would have found things very difficult Uh, thank you very much and i hope to see you guys down at drone racing manchester
2: Justin, a quick note to the end of that as well. Uh, they've got a GoFundMe campaign going to try and keep the doors open. So if you can't make it down there anytime soon, you can bang them a fiver and, and keep them going until you can.
3: Awesome. I need to get myself up there. I do. It's it's not far from me at all. Be cool to, we, we should have a let's drone out. Visit's up there. It'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, sounds good, man.
3: It's a bit far for you guys, though.
0: Yeah, I know, and, like, you know, will we fit in the door because we we'll have to wear so many clothes? We haven't got and, that northern And Jean. also,
3: all, all these northern comments, you're probably just going to get mobbed
0: and, when you get there. <laughs> Yeah, I know. They've <laughs> built a wall to keep us out.
3: Yeah. That was awesome of Jonathan to come on. I, I felt bad for him because it's kind of like we're all ganging up on him, and that wasn't the intention. But no. I think we just all have these questions all the time building up and um, – yeah, it was great of him to come on. It was great
2: to keep that contact as well. Yeah. So Richard Harwood in the chat just said, "Is it CAA registered?" Uh, Drone racing Manchester is indoors, so you don't need to worry about any regulations because I, I really don't think any aviation authority is going to care care about you flying indoors. Apart from also, maybe the FAA, maybe.
0: Yeah. Also, we didn't swear as well. So if we keep doing this, we could just upload we'll have this. We're
2: editing.
4: I know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. I know. Uh, don't forget, guys, uh, Patreon. Tony's meant to be pushing this. Let's drone out forward slash Patreon. Also, Tony having a go at me as well. Link in the chat description or whatever. Uh, um, Richard Warwick asked
2: is there, is there anything like that Manchester racetrack in the southeast? Uh, no. There is drone base, uh, which you can get in contact through the Kent Quadcopter Race Club, guys, I believe. Um, and a q r. c. that's right isn't it? Um, pretty sure that's drone bin. and then there's also uh pop' uh so drone zone over there um so depending on where you're about, those are your probably your best bets
0: uh patches, what size are you for a hoodie um did I actually type that? <laughs> no, I just wrote incompetent seven.
3: <laughs> i think there's, a, there's still i think there's still a lot of unanswered questions though but i think the the main gist from that is just try not to worry too much I mean, it's difficult yeah. when it's all over the media all the time new drone yeah. regular, like <clears throat> you know but
2: <clears throat> but it's I th- it's the same thing you know we tell people not to worry about drones he's saying don't worry about the regulations um we're saying we're never going to be flying up with airliners he's saying we know we don't we're not worried about you flying into airliners we're worried about you crashing into a parachutist yeah um so i think we're all on the same page and it's just media muddying the waters as i ever.
3: think i think that's what it is it's just the media isn't it you know just getting like they they're selling papers if they can put dramatic things on your drone will is will bring down an airliner and stuff like that it, it sells papers it's it, yeah. It, and I mean, when when he said uh, read BBC News, I don't read any news because it's all nonsense. <laughs> it's, it's,
2: not, it's not healthy. Uh, no, it's
3: not healthy. Someone who you don't know has died and it doesn't affect you any anyway, but be scared of it. that That's the news in a nutshell.
0: Yeah. Um, the thing is, right, I appreciate him being like, yeah, don't worry. And like, we know you're not going to do blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, and be... A, a, an idiot with a drone but um the thing is does the does the ministry of defense know that
2: well it's not the ministry of defense organizing anything either i mean who who
0: did that big scary bill that
2: was kinetic department for transport and balper
0: um, no but the, the the sort of thing that we're gonna make everyone register government bill
2: oh that's that one well that's um
0: that's not Gaza. transport
2: yeah that was the i know we're not idiots well yeah they've said as long as there's a, a you know, they're going to nominate groups in each country to kind of deal with the models modelers so you know as long as you're signed up with bmfa then they're going to be able to kind of say there you go you yeah. can fly you're i
3: also i think as well you know he's talking about these autonomous drones for services Mm. I think they are going to be such a bigger nightmare for them than, than we are. <laughs> we, we'll just be like, they'll forget about us as soon as they're having to deal with Amazon and stuff like that, you know? Yeah,
0: I know. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, everyone uh, who's listening, we're joined by Tony wearing an RC Explorer top. Hold on, hold on, let me present you. Uh... Say something, Tony. Hello, Hello
3: Tony. Everyone. Hello everyone. I am so Tony. It's, it's not a coincidence, Tony, that you decided to opt out when the CAA <laughs> I think you on. just
0: enjoyed enjoying the show.
3: To be honest, I was. I, I was I just like I kept thinking I'm I'm not chatting very much, but I, it was just nice to listen to Frank.
0: You, know. you need your own serious podcast. <laughs> I think you need serious FPV talk because like the thing is you you could really, you know, with stuff like that, you could really have a good show without us to us bell ends are just dragging you down, mate. Yeah, I well, don't you not Precise questions <laughs> and you know didn't offend anyone, you didn't once mention his LEDs. <laughs> you know, like oh, man. Well, you know, I'm just trying to
2: like, Why do you I lower know yourself? Chat, like I know everyone in the chat is like you you need to be harder on him, you're giving too easy a time, but you know I
0: I'm... don't know, you could see the sweat come off him. <laughs> he didn't move around a lot. He I... he didn't have he didn't have a back to his chair. Do you know what I mean? You could hear his wife in the background. He's probably gone crying to her. I, don't know I was. <laughs> he, seemed like, he seemed like
3: a nice guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, he definitely okay. didn't deserve being on Let's Drone Out.
5: Stop presenting me, please.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. You
5: know, you like, carry on
0: talking. You don't need to. No, I mean, not one person was like, you do realize you're going on the, the, the FBV podcast where they talk about whether the Earth's flat or not. You know, like, <laughs> just. <laughs> I mean, would you? Yeah. Is it worth chatting to Ofcom? I prefer Ofcom not knowing who I am.
5: <laughs> Too late. It would be
0: interesting. I would Are be interested. Mean? to know, what you know I could you get Simon Dale, Ofcom? Ofcom, and the CBA asked, to kind of?
2: I've asked Simon Dale to come on before and multiple oh times. Enough. Yeah, I know. I'm not interested. He'd
0: rather go well, to Spain.
2: Be, that's fair enough. Why I'd rather you, go, I'd go want-
3: to Spain. Why would you guys want Ofcom, as in to talk about radio frequencies?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why can't we use 1.3? Not everyone wants to send satellites or weather balloons <laughs> up. And In the
2: UK, though, that is a pretty big thing, satellites and weather balloons. Yeah.
0: And then the other side of it is, you know, like, can't we just borrow it for an hour? Um, and, you know, and the other thing is like 25 milliwatts.
5: Come on. It is crap 25, isn't it?
0: He
2: said well... the C word. But if you've got a decent antenna,
0: yeah but you have to get a tracker and everything i know like tony's been on three milliwatts he's been very compliant this week do you want to to tell him about your uh dodgy dodgy vtx legal vtx
5: no someone repaired my vtx but i just found out what's wrong with it. my you know the is it ufl connector
0: u f dot l connector that, that,
5: that had snapped off
0: or you can call it as well. There's a different name. It's like, well, let me let me find it.
5: Well, we don't need to Google it. Just call it that. Really like, I, anyway, I found it interesting. Taps off, and you've stolen my tester now. And I, when I tested it, it was only putting out three. M
4: H F four.
5: I couldn't see where I was flying, so I've changed it today. So M-H-F- hopefully that will work. M H F
0: U dot F L. Is it this? Like, why is there several names? Because I, I think, no, that's the. M, yeah, the MHF M- is what size it is, isn't it? M- 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 I hate yeah, the, I hate the
5: fact one, that, yeah. that they clip on and clip off. Well, that's why. Permanently, and look, not, not. That's why Jack's got some toothpaste for you. Oh, yeah. wicked. You got the toothpaste. Yeah, and
0: there's also <laughs> a little. I'm now, I'm now selling little bags of it.
5: Oh, my God. You're actually. you You are real, aren't you? You're putting that in a bag and.
0: <laughs> no, I put, some, I put some in a bag for Bradders and then he oh, That looks it. like
3: something you'd take to the doctors, that. <laughs> yeah, right. Mean. This I came out of me. Please yeah. help.
2: I think you've got an idea there, Jack. If you need me to put a spreadsheet together to work out how much you should sell it for, let me know.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, I do want to go on the European FPV Let's Drone Out road trip. You know, I'm if I can make money selling I'm <K-1> I'm booking, I'm booking myself on eight.
5: that. Andy, you need to come with us. Oh, it's just, what's wrong with the UK? Do
3: a I tour will. in the UK. Oh, I
0: might you to you're make you right. more compliant unless this with might your be consent. The last
2: year we, we can do it without, like, stupid amount of paperwork.
0: Yeah, and visas and travel insurance and oh, yeah, Theresa May greeting us at the border, being like, you're not coming back in. <laughs> I, thought, um,
3: I, thought, I thought it was interesting what he said about, like, the BMFA and, potentially being exempt it, nothing was set in stone but what would you guys all join because the bmfa is great because it also offers insurance so if you're yeah. into ra- if you're into racing you need insurance for racing right would you guys all join um I, i'm a member anyways so yeah I, I'm a member. I was
0: i need to renew my thing i need to oh, mean,
5: renew mine yeah. as well
3: Yeah, it's all To everyone,
2: renew your BMFA membership. They won't
3: accept my credit card. (laughs) It's doing my editing
2: (laughs) for some reason.
3: It's 30 quid a year, and like you're insured up for like, is it a million pounds or something? Plus uh, Plus. legal
2: fees, plus whatever else is crazy.
3: So I think if anyone who's serious about FPV, I think if there's an exemption for for like uh, being a member of like an organization like the BMFA, then um, I think that would be. Awesome, because then we all just, at 30 quid a year, you're insured, and you don't have to take any tests, you're exempt from mm. right. all
0: these things. Also, um, also, like the BMFA, there's a lot of very sensible people, you know,
3: yeah, there's
0: a lot, there's a lot of nonsensical
2: people there as well, but oh
3: well, yeah, 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 us. I mean, <laughs>
0: you know, once we've renewed,
2: I mean, they they have been a lot more open to FPV. Uh, I mean, they were really against it when it first came on the scene, and but now you know they're holding goggle fest every year. Um, yeah, that's so, a complete you know,
3: turnaround, isn't it?
2: Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but it's the same thing that's happened with everything in model aircraft forever. You know, when helicopters came out, they were really not happy with them. They were banned everywhere, and now they have their own sites.
3: I, I think that's a good idea because if you're just gonna
0: what banning well, helicopters?
3: No, 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 no. The, the Please whole,
0: specify better, Andy.
3: The whole the whole joining a, a group sort of thing. Because if you're if you're buying like a Phantom from Maplin, right, you're not going to have a clue. Um, about like the BMFA and thing and, and safety. Therefore, you should have to I don't know maybe take a test or anything or, or something like that to make sure that you're being safe. But if if you are a community part of the community that we are and and join like a a, a body, uh, m- maybe not even the BMFA but like just you know an FPV group, then and you're part of that 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 can be exempt. Then I think that's that should be. I think that's a good way to, to deal with it because it's sort of set as a way to separate the hobbyists from the... I think
2: the, the guys who fly phones into prison or the guys who, like, bought something from Maplin, yeah.
3: Exactly. You're not going to get them joining the BMFA. I mean, they might do if they find out that gets exempt, but they, you'd have to put... If you're willing to put 30 quid a year down as well, it, you know, I think that, that's, that tells you you're... Serious.
0: Would they be? Would the BMFA really be up for spon- You know, um, supporting the, a, a, a drug smuggler. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I think that might invalidate your insurance. Yeah, I'm sure there's some sort of clause.
3: but they wouldn't do it anyway, is what I'm saying. They wouldn't. But uh, yeah, like Richard
2: Warwick it. says in the chat, FPV UK insure members as well. Uh, yeah. Simon dale has been fighting uh, for FPV things for a long while, putting petitions together and stuff. You need to
0: add .org on the end of that. So yeah. it's fpvuk.org.
3: So if you're a member of that organisation, you're serious about this. You know, you want you want insurance, you want to be safe. Therefore, Tony, you're probably following a lot of rules and, and not being dangerous and things.
0: Uh, Tony's got a story how his insurance got his um, phantom not confiscated from him.
5: What story is that, Jack? <laughs> Where
0: well, you went away, and they were like, "There's nothing stopping you from flying that on the tarmac." And then they saw that you had insurance. And yeah, they... just
3: flash from your card. That's all you need.
5: Yeah. yeah. Oh what? So, Gatwick. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I always You're keep right. my I always keep my BMFA card on me. <laughs> Sorry. Mm.
5: Uh, what about the planes that fly under 400 foot? They need telling off. I was flying the other day in a. Fl- plane flew over me lower than 400 foot I,
3: I think this is what bruce was getting at in his video is that like uh there's a lot of people who misbehave in general aviation more hmm. uh, i mean every other video he posts on his channel is uh a plane that's uh, a pilot that's ignoring no tams and things like that you know notice, notice man and... it, it was um
0: it was like um last uh international drone day we Every put, up, International Drone Day. <laughs> yeah, we put out no tam and they're like, Oh, what's this? And then they fly to us really low to find out what we're doing. Yeah. You know, it's almost like a beacon of like, Yeah, have you seen this? It's like a little you know, like where shouldn't you go to fair,
2: go? It might just be the novelty of like us putting out a no tam of like up to uh what was it? I think we put up to like some stupid <clears throat> number, up to like twenty odd drones in you know yeah. up to a thousand feet you know whatever yeah. and it's like and people were like flying along doing barrel rolls and yeah dicking about in the air i think
3: um i think it's like jonathan was saying though a lot of these light aircraft don't have the means to find out about those no notans like they've, they've got
2: nothing definitely there they were like doing aerobatics above right. where the yeah. was.
5: <laughs>
0: they were like yeah we'll enjoy this
5: <laughs> you, know, we, you know we talked about that flam uh how many episodes ago did we talk about it and um s- someone was making one and they'd they made it like that yeah. big i mean that can go in anything and be re- very very cheap can't it so why why can't enough just
4: just do I'm,
2: that i first heard about that at the the same event that i met jonathan which was um Farmborough air show where i was with the bfpvra um was a couple of years ago now, I guess. And there was the guy there who designed all the product design stuff for uh spectrum, um, so you know, transmitters. Um yeah. and he had been working on for ages these uh um you know, electronic conspicuity, I think is the kind of generic term, but FLAM, ADSB, all that kind of stuff, and making tiny, tiny, tiny ones. Um or making stuff for light aircraft and then made it even tinier. Um, And it's kind of a continuation of that, I think. Um, But yeah, yeah,
5: surely by now it should be that big and 10 quid and everyone can, you could put it on a paper plane if you wanted to.
2: Yeah, the issue is finding a system that the CAA can use
0: um, or anyone like that. Yeah, mean, but then it pushes the price up to get it certified and everything. Mm-hmm. and
2: then well, it's certification, but there's also, like like Jonathan was talking about, we have so many millions of things going around in UK airspace that it's trying to find a system that works for everyone well enough that doesn't, like, need a huge server farm that's impossibly fast is... Mm-hmm.
3: It's a bit like how we can't settle on KISS, beta flight, or race flight.
2: <laughs> yeah, like... Like we can't even agree on like like um uh, like protocols for, for receivers, you know. Yeah. We can't agree it's on that same thing. Uh, like you know the actual transmitter protocols. We can't agree. We can't even agree on like the VTX
0: frequencies. <laughs> like...
3: Yeah.
0: Well, we can. Ofcom has told us.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like you know, do we use F bands Do we use E bands Or not? Not E-F and E because they're different. But F yeah. and R or whatever. Yeah. Um, so Brad has asked in the chat, uh, what's the point of getting insurance? I do know people who have made claims on insurance. Um, uh, if someone crashes into a van because uh, they're uh, trying to teach someone who decides to be a bit of a tit and flies in the opposite direction because he's being difficult because he's a little kid, um, and you don't flick the trainer switch buddy box thing back quick enough, then. You can make a dent in someone's car, and it's very expensive to replace that panel. Uh, but if you have insurance, it sorts it out for you. Also,
3: also back in the day of uh, glow fuel planes, people used to get killed a lot. Not not in the air. And you
0: stop saying that whilst recorded. Can <laughs> what? you? Oh my
3: God.
2: It's all right, Jack. People don't fly IC anymore.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, people people used to get killed and it, and uh, on on the ground. It's true though. And I'm just saying that Jack's the insurance... worried about
2: the, uh, the news tomorrow doing a mashup of like little tiny little clips of the, the show tonight. Yeah, I know. Like uh, Jack being like flying in Gatwick because someone got killed. Blah, 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 blah. It yeah.
0: was Tony. Tony gets... <laughs> Tony's on BBC. Well, um, it, used in to, radio. It, it
3: used to cover that like for, for life and, and damage like that as well. You know, it, it's, it's an important
5: thing to have. I've always had it. Especially if you're flying. To someone's face. Yeah.
0: yeah. BMFA, <laughs> please, if anyone listens to this and you're high up in the BMFA, auto renew on insurance, please. Oh, God. oh yeah. For definitely. the love of... If yeah. <laughs> FPV.org can do it, it's not hard.
3: These, these aren't fun. Great. Oh. I need like to yeah, do mine, man.
0: The whole,
2: like, of... membership renewal... Thing. Like, even doing it manually is an
0: absolute pain in the ass. It's not easy. Is there a phone number? Can I just phone them? Uh, I'm sure you could phone them. Phone, uh, find me the phone number. Have I'll phone a, them tomorrow. Uh,
3: I, them I, I've got the phone number here, but I won't read it out on
0: Yeah, okay. totally read it out.
3: Let's find them now. Okay, find I'll them phone them now. now. Oh, what's, Andy, again.
0: what's the number?
3: I'll, I, I'm going to put it in the chat I'm going to let you read it out because I'm getting in enough trouble doing this. Uh,
0: what? Is it someone really high up in the BMFA?
3: No, no, it's off this, this call.
2: Oh, no, zero double one six two double four double zero two eight. There
3: you go. I don't have
0: to yeah. say it. <laughs> no one's going to answer it eh? at this time of night. No, no. I wouldn't the so. Right, should we call it there, guys? It's I an hour so, and a so. half. We, we have haven't time. sworn.
2: Well, there there a was miracle. a good mark of just about the hour where it goes silent for a bit after the DRM clip, so you can cut it there if you want.
0: Wow. <laughs> I won't listen to that bit, but Tony, remember that. Um, thank you. You've been listening to Let's Drone Out. Thank, uh, thank you for tuning in. And thank you to all our Patreons who are supporting us. Tonight, you've been joined by Andrew yeah. or slash Rank. Hello. Goodbye. Andy R C.
3: Bye-bye. Thanks for watching.
5: My beloved wife, Tony. I'll be on from 8 p.m. next week, I hope. You look really <laughs> tired, man. I'm stressed, bro. I'm stressed.
0: <laughs> Tony's been having a bad day, so please, please support
2: Tony.
5: three years. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, like, subscribe, Patreon thing, like Facebook page, join Facebook group. Email I, things into yes. us,
0: whatever. Yeah. Can I have one favour? So if you type in, um, everyone in the chat who's doing this, you go to let's. Uh, no, hang on. Let's go to SoundCloud uh so i'm going to post a link in the chat can you guys review us on itunes if everyone in the chat just goes there and does that now um then that helps boost us and could put us in uh, for an award so stuff like that and gets us in the ratings and yeah not enough (laughs) people have a wooden spoon yeah, uh, not enough people have rated this podcast to give us information on it. So yeah, hey. post this on the chat. Nine oh. people have done it, but We've,
2: we need to put that on like all the the podcasts. We've got like thousands of people listening all around the world to the podcast.
0: Well, you know, it helps. You know,
5: and the Patreons, are, you guys are really helping us well, so much I for can't... the editing. The editing, the editing takes ages. I've done three hours of timestamps today. It so, is
0: horrendous what me yeah. and Tony go through. We've got, we've got our own, yeah, the links in the, in the chat. Um, but, yeah, if you could cool. go on to iTunes and rate us. You know um, what we've forgotten to say? Yep. what? Who we've, got, who we've got on next week. Who have we got on next week? Joshua Bardwell. Hey, Josh, is back? we need to remind him though. Is
5: well. that next next week? You say? Yeah. Yep. Dynamite girl's going to join Patreon next week, and um, yep, yeah, next month. Thank you. We might just about be able to clear everything, so me and you don't have to do any more working the, in the evenings and in. Oh man, we are.
0: Literally Tony in the day listens to it, sends me timestamps on our own. WhatsApp group message, and then I have to read through them and then edit the podcast, then go through <laughs> it. It is the worst.
5: It starts off me speaking nicely and then it gets down to the bottom. Yeah, Jack, you just you say beep, you, you <laughs> beep, you beep, idiots.
0: I know. And then, yeah, just the hate for each other grows, and then <laughs> you just hear Tony just die inside. Yeah. So cool.
4: Thank you guys, and good night. Cheers. Peace. Telemetry lost.